0: Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at DoItForYouMC.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the U.K.,
1: Yo, what's happening, Rush Nation? It's your boy, Stocks and Murph, back on a Tuesday once again in the studio. Man, it was cold this morning. And uh, it's cold in the studio. That's all right. It just hasn't got any warmer. In this place, I think this is the equivalent of a Tesco's grocery fridge. I'm going to go so far as to say it's that cold in here. No. Well, yes.
2: Maybe yes, maybe a Tesco's are where they you know have quinoa and stuff, but not, not a fridge.
1: All right. Maybe not a... Quinoa on toast.
2: Still yeah. haven't found anyone that's had to keys toast. it's
1: not a thing, man. Well, it's someone not make a it a thing.
2: thing. No, what? Why? I, for my amusement. I don't know. Whatever. All
1: right, yeah, Murph's amusement. <laughs> that's a good one. That's good. How you doing, big man?
2: I'm all good. I'm all good. Uh, better than several casualties in the NFL this week. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm not as cold as you. But then I always have a winter jacket on.
1: I've got two jumpers on.
2: Yeah, I, I meant more for my frame as opposed to was me having a
1: Jive at myself for being fat. Well,
2: that's fine. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's uh, no, it's all good. Uh, always hustling, my friend.
1: Have always you hustling. seen slightly off whim here? Have you seen the GIF or the feed of Kate Garraway trying to rugby tackle mate, your boy from the jungle? No. So I don't know. There's an English rugby player in the jungle, James Haskell. James Haskell, and he's holding a. They did some tackling practice. Ian Wright did, and he's holding a. I think it's a rolled up mat, and. She says, well, I'm going to run at you full pace now, runs at him. He doesn't move, and she falls over backwards. (laughs) It's so funny.
2: So that's my evening entertainment is to catch up on the first two episodes. I Uh, do watch I'm a Celebrity. It's good. Um, I spent last night watching the rest of uh, games that had happened, so I was all caught up. I've still got uh, last night's game to watch. I haven't watched that. Um, But just so we can get bits and pieces sorted, and I've got in my mind what we should be doing for week 12.
1: Nice. Always hustling.
2: Always hustling, my friend.
1: Yeah, so, man, week 12, where's fantasy football season gone? It felt like we spent 364 days re- preparing for it, one day doing it, and all of a sudden it's nearly prep time again.
2: I know, it's it's crazy to think we're into week 12, so most of the leagues we play in uh, start playoffs
1: week 14. I hate that. Why? Because I, 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 I just, I don't, I like the idea of the bye because you've done well and you deserve... But you're not always on a bye. But no, it, well, most week 14s are on a bye, unless you've got a two-week semi-final.
2: Depends on the structure of the leagues. Deeper leagues have... So we, we did some leagues where it's a slightly larger playoff. Um, we did some leagues with bye. We did a bit of a mixture of, of everything.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't mind a larger playoff and you still get to play. I just hate bye weeks. Yeah, There's well, just... You've, you've done so much for the season then you just have to sit there and do nothing. To be fair,
2: we have one coming in the Scott Fish Bowl.
1: Yeah, I don't mind that bye. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's amazing our five and six team that we have lost more games in the Scott Fish Bowl than we have won is going to go on by. It's it's like ninety nine percent.
1: That's because we've scored a boatload of points. I mean,
2: I looked into this. I was really fascinated as to why we're five and six, but we're one hundred and ninety eight points clear of second in our division. Like I just it, so the reason we're going on by is the top ranked team on terms of record. And the top-ranked scoring team get the bye in each division. So we're going to get the bye as the top-ranked scoring team. So the average points per week is, for most teams, just under 200. So we just basically have to put a few points up this week. Whatever happens, the result is regardless. We just have to put enough points to stay top of the division. Um, And then we get a bye in week 13. So the field goes from 1,200 to 600. And then we'll be in the last... 400 in the quarterfinals.
1: Boom.
2: So yeah, we just basically we just have to score. Just basically, McCaffrey just has to do what McCaffrey does, and Lamar has to do half of what Lamar does, and that's it. The rest can all score zeros, and we'll be through. So,
1: but we would like more points.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, more points it uh, elevates us up the overall scoreboard. I think we're 82nd overall in the Scottish Bowl. But you don't care about our fantasy team, but we're repping the UK. We're on our way to a bye. What do you mean, despite, man? Despite a five and six record. He's baffling. So, oh, the reason I'm... What is that? So, five of the six defeats we've had have come against teams who had their best week of the season against us. And were either top or second scoring in the division that week.
1: That, that's <laughs> <a> pretty rough. <laughs> I mean, that,
2: that it's such a statistical anomaly to be that far ahead in points. Yeah. It's not like, oh, we're top by like three, five, ten, twenty, fifty points. Two hundred points is a
1: lot. Like
2: it's not as it, it's ten percent of the, the gap. Ten percent of the total <laughs> points total again whacked on top. So
1: when we've been beat, we've been beaten by the teams that are on fire that week. But
2: we lost I mean, like one one week we were we were pretty poor, but the rest we you know, we'd lose like uh one eighty nine to one eighty five, <laughs> stuff like that. It just was ridiculous. So uh, yeah, it's good for us. We, we're we repping the UK. It's good for our somewhat knowledge that we know what we're doing. It's also quite good that we picked up Lamar Jackson and, and Christian McCaffrey because that kind of. And Cooper Cup.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Will Disley was doing us well for a while, but now we're rolling out Tyler Heifer at the tight end.
1: Is that who we're playing at tight end? Well, it's
2: that Or Jack Doyle. Oh, God. Uh, but we didn't play Doyle this so week. Played Diefor. But our bench has been like minimal every week. Like we've played the right. Like, we've pretty much have set the right lineup almost every week.
1: So what you're saying, Murph, is our st- start start sit advice is bob on.
2: In a, in that format, we don't think it's a much deeper league because we 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 do roll out some interesting Nobody's. players every week. But <laughs> yeah. but it's good. Now we're um, you know for us to make the playoffs was was always going to be. Uh, what we wanted to achieve at the minimum and, and, you know um it's about when you're planning your your seasons it's get yourself into the playoffs in as many playoffs as you can and then give yourself the chance to to win titles um that 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 is always the goal for me is it, just get yourself into the playoffs and figure the rest of it out later on i very rarely go into playoffs as the one seed or the two seed, I'm always like the three or the four. All my teams last year were th- like the three seed and a couple of four seeds. I think that's a quite a nice place to go in.
1: You've just got to get to the dance, haven't you? That's P- it. Because
2: once you're in, it's puncher's choice. It's you know, you're. Um,
1: it really it, does become any given Sunday.
2: It and that that that's what I like about it. This is for me. Like once you get this week and next week out of the way, that is like when fantasy football season is like, yeah, come on. And you got you got rid of a few of the poorer teams. Um, you know, we don't have that many bad teams, um, excluding the team that we're tanking in the, in Dynasty, where we've accrued half of the first round, uh, five of the 12 first round picks next year.
1: Yes. Are they all from um, better teams?
2: Uh, yes. Well, yeah. we traded the 101-102 for two first round picks in a second. Funny enough, we moved one of the late second, which would have been our 7th or 8th pick in the draft, for John Brown.
1: Nice.
0: That's I thought that business.
2: well it got offered to us. Um, but it was for our second and I was like, no 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 no. 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 So I bumped the worst second that we've got. So I re offered.
1: Nice. That's good business.
2: I, John Brown's under so I was like, oh, I know John Brown's a bit older, but I was a bit worried like oh he's gonna be out of contract like this year, next year. He's up till twenty twenty one. So he's a good bridge. While we get the talent in, so I was quite happy to.
1: Once Jerry Judy warms up, <laughs> yeah,
2: especially as he's like the seventh and eighth, like the seventh or eighth pick we're going to have in that draft. I was like, At the seventh or eighth pick of a rookie draft, which is the it was it, was, it was going to be circa the eighteenth to twentieth pick. Is that going to be better than John Brown in the short term? Probably not,
1: and maybe not even in the long term. And maybe
2: not even in the long term, but we have so many hits to try and hit the the winning lottery retreat. Anyway. Every other team is like four wins as a minimum,
1: or better. And, and we can still get there, right? With that, um, not really. <laughs> no, there's a
2: few, a few leagues. We're not going to get very far in with four wins. But Pitsy, that's okay.
1: Pitsy sent me a picture of his league today, and he had a massive right, loss like this week. And he said, "Oh, I've, I've bumped down. I've had a big loss. I'm a reigning champion." And he sent me a picture of his league, and anyone can still get in the playoffs. It's mental.
2: Yeah, I mean, we have a few leagues that we're we're in similar sorts of situations where that. That's possible, but um, yeah, it it is what it is. I'm quite glad that we have a lot of things to ride on the next couple of weeks. We've got a lot of chances to get into a lot of playoffs. Um,
1: Now, when me and Murph get into those dances, hold on on to your hats. Yeah, there's a lot of things to work on (laughs) the next the next couple of weeks. Oh, Murph, we've had a five star review, mate. It's been a while, but Freddie's hit us up on iTunes. He's left us a five star review. We thank you, Freddie. It basically says. We're great. No, I'm joking. It says, really amazing fantasy football podcast. Stocks and Murph do a fantastic job. Great guests on the show and brilliant insight into the world of fantasy NFL football. Always fun and an interesting lesson. Interesting listen. Keep up the good work, lads. Thanks, Freddie. Appreciate the love. Rush Nation, we're still waiting for those reviews. Like Murph always says, it does help us to reach more people. And we want to help more people play fantasy football the right way. So if you could leave us a five-star review... Let us know what you're doing. Nobody has hit up Murph yet and asked him a question on the review, so that option is <laughs> yeah, still there. I, th- I
2: thought I'd get some really random ones this so week. did I, yeah. Um, apparently, I'm either too open, and people ask me stuff all the time, and um, I don't think they do. But oh well, it's...
1: it's still there, Rush Nation. It's
2: still there. Write, write a five star review, just please. It really helped. We we bumped up in the in the rankings uh, this week on iTunes. Uh, we went to 124th overall football podcast. Did it. So thank you very much, everyone. Personal pride for me was the podcast in 125th, which is Locked On Bucks. Oh. They're uh, like, yeah, even Locked On Bucks is losing when the Bucks lose, because they're losing to us. Boom. Take that.
1: Fire the cannons. That's five five yard, yard is taking one. over.
2: We're also beating like the Pride of Detroit for Detroit Lion fans. Locked On Falcons. All them.
1: All, all them. All them. All them.
2: All their minor teams. Locked on Gators. All of them.
1: Anyway. Wowzers. Great times.
2: Help us. And then there's actual proper football or soccer, or whatever you want to call it, uh, podcasts in yeah, there how, as da- well. how dare you say proper football? Well, it's just it's for we're in England, so it is really like, yeah. this is the game played with your feet as opposed to...
1: <laughs> Try telling that to Eddie Pinheiro.
2: Well... Eddie Pignero. I like Eddie Pinero. to be honest. I don't have a bad word to say about him. He was uh, one of the best kickers in college I've seen. There you
1: go, there you go. Should we do some news? Let's do it. Let's start with the fact that the Miami Dolphins have waived running back Mark Walton on Tuesday today after a police matter had arisen. Walton is currently serving a four-game suspension stemming from three arrests last year. Four games for three arrests is nowhere near enough, in my opinion.
2: Absolutely not. I mean, it kind of depends what the arrests are for. Um, I mean, if they're things like tra- traffic tickets and things like that, then I'm kind of more okay. Um, I don't really know what they all were. I guess they were minor, like possession or things like that. I don't, I don't know. This, this one in particular, for me is is a real troubling uh, incident. So he's been charged with uh, aggravated battery of a pregnant woman. Uh, so he's accused of pushing her into a wall and punching her several times in the face and the head. And the woman was five weeks pregnant and he is the father of the child.
1: Oh, uh, that's not good.
2: I mean that is for me, that is we have such a domestic problem. And it's always this time of year, isn't it? We were talking it was about this time last year that Kareem Hunt gets uh banned and released by the Chiefs and it's this time of year that all these things sort of come out. And like I mean, it, it sounds like this is this is literally like just happened because he's been on suspension so it sounds like this is uh, new information, but we had things that where they were kind of sat on for a little bit, and it, uh, you know I worry that the people sort of sit on this, wait for peak uh, time, and like near the playoffs. This is like the peak NFL watching Thanksgiving. Everyone's really sort of in the game at this point because you've not had the rust of the first few games, and this is where the games really start to line up. You know who the good teams are. I don't know. Ultimately, I don't want any more of these types of issues in the NFL. Mark Walton should be... I don't want to say his career should be ruined, but he shouldn't be rewarded with lucrative contracts and he should be made to sit out for a year, two years. I don't know what's right. Um, something like aggravated battery, he should he should go to jail if he's guilty. And that's the thing we've got to say, is, is he guilty. But the, the Miami Dolphins heard the news, got off the phone to the police... Spoke to Mark Walton, released him almost immediately, and then put a statement out. Done it. So as the news broke about Mark Walton, the release notice that he'd been released by the owners of the Miami Dolphins went out almost in conjunction with that. So it's not like they took this information. They took this information. They weighed up quote unquote footballing decisions. They heard what happened. They dismissed it and went, "See you later. We're not having that in our dressing room." and, you, you, you sort of say like, oh, okay, it's obvious they should do that. But there aren't. we've seen there, are, there are teams that mm-hmm. do not make that swift decision. So I'm, I'm almost a little bit proud of the way that the Miami Dolphins have handled this. They've got the news. They've not thought about it, um, not thought about the footballing implications. They've gone, do you know what? We can't have that. That's not, it's going against everything we're trying to build here.
1: They've done what's morally right, haven't they?
2: hundred a- percent. And, um, you know, it, it needs the speed of it. That's That's what should be applauded. It's not like they've tried to think about a PR tank and they've not thought about the how do we make this, how do we spin it, how do we distance ourselves from this and, and played it out in scenarios and waited a day, waited two days or whatever it is. They've heard the news. They've gone. There's already arrests. He was on final warning, whatever. He's done. See 100%. you later. Yeah. So, you know, well played the Miami Dolphins for, for doing that so swiftly. 100%.
1: Jacksonville Jaguars coach Doug Morone has said the lack of carries by running back Leonard Fournette in Sunday's loss to the Colts was a, quote, big mistake by him. Yeah, no, (laughs) Sherlock. I mean, it's not like you've got tiny little Tyreek Cohen who can't reach a towel off the top shelf. You've got one of the biggest running backs in the game when you're not giving him the carries when your team is built for him to get the carries.
2: I don't know if it is a big mistake. He's good. Take take the fantasy element out of it. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah, Should he good. have had more carries in the game? Absolutely. Should he have had a ton more carries? I don't know. He's not been overly effective. He's been okay running the football. He's not been amazing. He's not Now, if you'd taken Christian McCaffrey and cut down his workload, you'd be scratching your head. But do did he have a game plan where he thought he could try and beat you know, the, the Colts are a good defence. They're very good at stopping the run.
1: No, no, I, yeah, so I completely I think... agree. But then also, you've got Nick Foles back, who yeah. might be taking off a little bit of rust. Give but are the Jags, of are the
2: Jags realistically going to win their division? No. So you're finding out what your expensive quarterback recovering from injury can do.
1: But is that the play you want? If he's recovering from injury and you've paid him for the upcoming years, do you need to find out straight away?
2: Yeah, because you've got Gardner Minshew on the bench.
1: Yeah, but he's going to be there anyway.
2: Yeah, but you you've got to work out next season. If you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, you have to work out who is the player who is going to give you the best opportunity to win.
1: I I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, and I mean I'm, it's
2: it's an early audition because we're talking about week eleven. But
1: and to be fair, he didn't really play week one.
2: No, I mean he had the quarter. The I think the more puzzling piece of this is. Doug Marone's probably not going to be there next year. Mm. He, he is on hot seat corner with quite a few coaches. Um, I don't think he's there. Because last season he had to fire his whole coaching staff. And he survived by the skin of his teeth. I I think he's gone. I think he's, he's gone. Uh, uh, you know, unless they, they rattle off the last six games and, and get in the playoffs. Maybe he only needs, I think, five. I mean, he needs to win five or six to probably get in. Yeah, I, th- I think he's probably gone so maybe he just yeah. You know, and I think at that stage if you've got a few games left to save your job you've got to do it your way but to come out and say it was a big mistake I almost think it shows weakness I think it, I think you've just got to own your decision at that stage yeah yeah because you have five games six games to save your job and it's unlikely you're going to do it so to admit you're making mistakes now is
1: go and try and do it yeah they got a little prelude to the Nagy corner coming up, Murphy. Yeah,
2: just for a little teaser in here. Yeah, I
1: like that. So as the Bears' offense continues to struggle mightily, head coach Matt Obvious Corner Nagy doesn't believe a change in play calling, which he does handle, is warranted.
2: Yeah, I mean, what they put seven points up on against a uh, not amazing Rams defense, and the Rams' offense that put up seventeen. Like, by the way, that game. <laughs> Who, who decided to keep that in Ross. for Sunday night football? Absolutely, like, whoever's in charge of the scheduling needs to needs to flex that out two weeks ago, and gone. Both teams are not suitable for television right now. Let's flex that out. Why couldn't we have had? Ravens-Texans and okay that turned out to be a blowout and it wasn't a competitive game but surely that has got to be Sunday Night Football yeah
1: and also you say blowout but you still get to see Lamar Jackson at his absolute yeah best. exactly
2: I mean there's an entertainment factor to it you but... get to
1: see Deshaun Watson struggle and well, nobody likes to see anybody struggle but it's still better than absolutely nothing there were, from there, the Bears there were half
2: a seven there were half a dozen games you could have had except for that Cardinals-49ers and alright it's easy to say that because the the scoreline was good. But actually, on paper, that was a good game. Saints, Buccaneers is always a good game. Yeah, you
1: can see the games that are going to be good before they're played.
2: Yeah, so surely you've got to look at that and go, you've got a struggling Mitch Trubisky versus a struggling Jared Goff. one two in the draft a few years ago.
1: Always going to be fireworks. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
2: like everyone knew that was going to be a, a, a burn-the-take kind of game. And it 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 was as painful to watch as I knew it was going to be when I watched it. I mean, it, it was painfully bad. Hmm. The only thing that I enjoyed about that was Todd Gurley's performance. Because the rest of it was pretty awful. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, Matt Nagy should give up play calling because they need to do something different. When it's not working, you need to do something different. I don't think he is in trouble. Um, I think he's going to get another season. Try something different for the rest of the season because you're, you're not going to make the playoffs another team dead season is done mm-hmm. so why not try something different if it doesn't work it doesn't work
1: try again next year yeah hold tight for the naggy obvious corner coming up later in the news coming off their bye week the seahawks are hopeful tyler lockett can play against the eagles on sunday lockett suffered a leg contusion during seattle's week 10 win over the niners that'd be good for them good for the league as a whole really
2: yeah good for fancy football good for, good for everything it's it, it's nice that he won't have missed time um it sounded like it was very serious. Um, it sounds like it's on the road to recovery. So, yeah. I, I I really hate the words coach or team are hopeful. It doesn't tell you what you... Like, I'm hopeful that someone in the street is going to give me a million pounds.
1: That's big hope.
2: <laughs> Which doesn't mean it's going to happen. No, no, cool. It's an unreal... Like, it's a bit of a wishy washy headline in the sector they're hopeful. Yeah, I, I'm hopeful for a lot of things. I'm hopeful that we end up number one on the iTunes chart and all those sorts of things. It's not necessarily just to be top of a chart, but it means we've got loads of people listening. We've built a great community. That's more what I mean from it than an ego perspective. But, yeah, it's exactly, I, I hope it happens. It's
1: exactly the same as Carl Shanahan coming out and saying uh, George Kittle's injury is concerning. He didn't play this week, and it's touch and go as he plays next week, but I'm hoping he. It's trending that way and you think oh man he's not playing next yeah, week <laughs> that's not
2: the news that's just wishy-washy I
1: really need him to play next week but no one cares about my fantasy team Ah, oh, Colin Kaepernick hosted a private workout for teams on Saturday the workout was hosted at a high school and lasted for around 40 minutes however it was not the workout that was pre-agreed with the NFL
2: I I have some real questions about this now listen I'm, I'm one of these people that I believe Kaepernick deserves a chance I think um Do I believe he's going to get signed by a team? No. Do I believe the league are somewhat culpable in that? Yes. But the league have put on. And they've given him an opportunity. To go ahead and train. 24 teams. Had gone to the facility. Where he was supposed to do his workout. And the league. And Kaepernick had. Some concerns. To do with the waiver form. And in terms of. Kaepernick's team filming the workout themselves and so with an hour to go or less than that um I'm just reading it was 25 teams I'm just looking at the NFL the NFL statement um so it was just about an hour before he was due to start this workout which the NFL has gone to great lengths to arrange Kaepernick has said I'm not doing it and then Kaepernick turns up at a school now you think okay that They've had a disagreement and you know, Kaepernick's God, I'm going to do my own thing. I think it was Kaepernick's intention all along not to do it the NFL way. I think he used that situation. And the reason I say that is, I don't know about you, but if I'm... Let's take your boy's first birthday, right? So your boy's first birthday, you're going to have, I don't know, let's say the one of the royal babies was coming, right? So you need to have security, you need to have you can going have film, crew, whatever, right, taking part. You decide an hour before that you're not going to host it in a venue because they can't guarantee X amount of privacy. So in an hour, you have managed to, one, arrange and find a new venue that are on notice to happily hold the workout. Two, that you've managed to get all those cameras and all the people in the right place to start that workout one hour, one hour, 20 minutes after the previous workout was due to start. Three, have your own private security team in place, ready to police (laughs) the event. Like, I'm not being funny, there was never any intention on Kaepernick's part to do this for the NFL. So he has used the NFL to build up coverage for his own, what he was going to do, prearranged workout. Now, that's fine. He took umbrage with the league. He didn't trust the league. I don't necessarily have an issue with that. What I have an issue with is making it like an 11th hour switcheroo when clearly all of this was planned all along. And he should have just fronted up all along and said, do you know what? I don't trust you, but can you just put out on blast, I'm hosting this 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 workout. Like, that's all that needed to be done. Like, is he punishing the NFL by making them waste a, a shed load of time? Because all he did was eight of the 25 reps that were go that uh were in the room ready to watch his workout. Only eight of those twenty five actually went to the new location and watched it. So that's seventeen scouts that he's pissed off enough for them not to turn up.
1: Mm -hmm. And and rightly so, I think. Yeah. Yeah. If if I'd have turned up for whoever I was working for, and and he'd done that to me, I'd be like, well, there's intention anyway. So do we want him really? You know, somebody who's going to mess us around like that.
2: Yeah, so alright, they're going to make the tape available and all 32 teams are going to get to watch it. And Kaepernick had concerns about the official tape and all of that. And and look, fine, I, I kind of get all of that to a degree.
1: There's so much conspiracy behind all that as well. But it is. But
2: ultimately, the only person that Colin Kaepernick has harmed in the whole process of this is himself. Because you've got seven teams who didn't go. So that's seven teams automatically you can rule out and say... I'm not. We're not interested in Colin Kaepernick enough to even send a junior scout to go and watch him, right? So those seven teams, you can—they're not going to go in for Colin Kaepernick. You've now just alienated seven more or seventeen more. So that's twenty-four teams that you have just basically told, "I'm not. You're that I'm not going to do what you want me to, and therefore I'm not going. We're not going to work together." So he's reduced his pool by two thirds of the league no three quarters of the league Mm -hmm. three quarters of the league now are no longer even if it was feigned interest even if whatever it was there is now three quarters of the league that are out on Colin Kaepernick
1: well done so you've now like if your
2: whole goal is to get into the NFL again and play where you've not played football in nearly four years you've achieved nothing and people can talk about... I watched the workout. Yes, he looked good throwing the receivers. And yes, he looked good... Um, you know, with deep balls. And the balls that came out looked pretty. I Was I impressed? No. Because Colin Kaepernick went to the... Almost went to the Super Bowl. Like he... He's been in the NFC title games. Like... We know he can throw a football. <laughs> what I learned from that workout... Is no different than what I knew... As a, by the way, as an amateur person... So what is a professional going to take out of that? Maybe look at some of his mechanics and go... Oh, he can move his feet. Oh, look, he can still do that. I, you've not gained anything. I just out The whole Kaepernick thing winds me up because it's just like... I totally sympathize with the bloke that I do believe he was marginalized due to his beliefs. But I also do not think he helps himself at all. Because whenever there's an olive branch... He decides to take that olive branch and go and put it up someone's posterior, <laughs> <laughs> and that's a mighty fine way to live. And if that's how you want to do it, crack on. But do not say that it's a completely blameless act by Colin Kaepernick, and he, you know he's fight, he can do what he likes. But if his goal is to play football in the NFL, I'm not entirely convinced that he's going about it the right way. No. By the way, while we're on this point, did you see Gronk's big announcement?
1: I, I no, I've seen a few things about Gronk, and people have been saying his name, but and I know he's trending as a top five on the sleeper trending thing for players, but no, I right. haven't seen why.
2: So Rob Gronkowski made an announcement on uh, Instagram last week that he was going to have a big announcement <laughs> uh, today, right? So he was going to have a big announcement, and all the conspiracy theorists were all like, oh my God, he's going to come back to the Patriots, because he's got to let the Patriots know by the end of November, so next week. He has to let the Patriots know if he intends to come back off of the retirement list for this season. And so, you had all these people pick it. Oh, Gronkowski's coming back. Absolutely not. Ben Rolfe and I were talking this morning and we knew it was going to be some product, some media uh, promotional thing. So, it turns out he is bringing the Fiesta to Miami with the Gronk Beach Big Game Weekend presented by Monster Energy. <laughs> what? So basically, he's going to Miami Beach and doing some event with Monster to basically watch some football.
1: So fire up your Rob Gronkowski's.
2: Yeah. Uh, whoever thought he was coming back this season, like, I admire you just taking a punt, but...
1: That's all it was. A punt. Yeah. talking I... of punt. Jakeem Grant, take a bow, son.
2: Oh, unbelievable. He's going to make a little appearance into the streets uh, later on.
1: Segway, oh, segway. Alabama quarterback Tua over. Oh, that's nearly that. Suffered a hip dislocation during Saturday's win over Mississippi State, and as a result, he will miss the 2019 college season remainder, and his draft status is under serious threat, as is his career. Is that for reals? His career is under threat.
2: Well, it's speculation. So he's had surgery. The Surgery is deemed to have been successful, as it is right now. The expectation is he comes back and makes a recovery. But you know, you get all these conspiracy theorists on Twitter that the last person with a hip injury of this sort of degree of magnitude was Bo Jackson. His career was ended by it. Obviously medicine depends on the type of injury and etc. Um, the other thing is as well, you've got your, you need your hips to, to throw the ball, maybe not as much as a running back, but you,
1: is, have you it, seen the Dak Prescott dance? There's a certain yeah. amount of hip movement. Well, did,
2: you, did you see that uh, Zeke Elliott celebrated his touchdown by doing the Dak?
1: No.
2: In the end zone. Oh, brilliant. So he basically just does the Dak in the, in the end zone. Um, I I mean it's too early to speculate what's going to happen with Tua but his options are one to go into the draft anyway I still think he goes in the first round if there's any chance that he's going to play by 2021 I think you're like we had Jeffrey Simmons this year to the Titans someone is going to take him because they want the fifth year option because he's injured you're going to lose the year or most of that 2020 season So if his surgery is a success and he is able to come back, maybe he's not going to be fit till September, October, November. People will take... He won't go high in the first. He won't be the first quarterback or the second quarterback, maybe not even the third quarterback off the board. But someone will take him in the first round because they'll want that fifth-year option. So you can target those playoff teams who will want to gain additional picks. The Patriots, for example, is is, is a team that you might target. To move up to get this guy. Um, Imagine that. But that's option one. Option two is he stays in college. He decides, I need to go and prove I'm healthy. Because don't forget he had ankle surgery already this year. So he's had two ankle surgeries and now this hip replacement in the last year. So durability and long-term health is going to be a big, big question for him. So does he then decide, I'm going to stay with Bama one more year. Play... X amount, handful of games, maybe do something like a Joey Bosa and, or Nick Bosa, sorry, and sit out after he's played X amount of games to prove he's healthy. That's an option. And then go into the 2021 class where he'll be a top, potential top five pick. Or he doesn't recover from this and he therefore never goes into the NFL draft. And it's too early to say which one of those is likely to be.
1: So I don't watch a lot of college ball, Murph, and I know you were a big Gators fan. Is he, because the Clemson quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, is very good. Yeah. Is he better than Lawrence? So,
2: here's here's the thing that people don't, I think, make a correlation. You can be an extremely good quarterback in college and be terrible in the NFL. There are Heisman Trophy winners that have gone into the NFL and have just not, it's just not for them. You can be a good quarterback in a great system and succeed, and look the part. And you know, Tim Tim Tebow is arguably one of the best players ever to have ever played quarterback in college football history. He was unbelievable. I mean, he was unplayable in that Gator system. But we all know in the NFL, it just it. It was, too, it was either too big for him. Physically, he wasn't quite big enough to do the job. Tua is an elite athlete. When you look at Tua, Tua is everything you'd ever want in a quarterback. He is mobile. He's got a big arm. He's physically very well built. He is built to play in the NFL.
1: That man has a posterior.
2: And he has an unbelievable talent. He can throw the ball. He has great control. For me... As a pure prospect of, I'm looking at all these guys in college, the Trevor Lawrences, uh, the Joe Burrows, who's probably going to win the Heisman now, uh, Justin herberts He is, for me, the best to play and to get to be an NFL quarterback. If I was to put money on which one would be the most successful NFL quarterback, my money would be on Tua, injuries aside. But, you know... Like Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert, a lot of talk about him. I don't think he's necessarily got everything he needs to be a good NFL quarterback. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess when you're starting to look at draft and you're thinking about all these big players who are going to, all these quarterbacks that are going to play in the college football playoffs, don't just naturally assume that because these guys are on good teams, they're automatically great quarterbacks for the NFL. I mean, you're, you're starting to see with Dwayne Haskins now. A Dwayne Haskins doesn't look like... and it, it, it's, a, it's his first year, so I'm not trying to ride the guy that he's a, a failure. But he does not look like an NFL quarterback right now. Mm-hmm. and He is quite a way off the pace um, for where he needs to be. Drew Locke was a very good college quarterback. Not even going to look in. And I know he's on IR, but he's not going to get a look in from Fancho this year. It takes a lot of time to adjust... People forget Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes wasn't even the first quarterback taken in his class. It's very hard to evaluate a college quarterback prospect and to get it right. And you're seeing that with Baker Mayfield taking first overall, Lamar Jackson. You know The Baltimore Ravens traded back into the first round to get him. They took a tight end. They
1: took Hayden Hurst. Didn't they take two tight ends before taking? No, No, they
2: they took Hayden Hurst. They took um, a tight end the year before. So... Are you sure? Yeah. They took one tight end. They took Hayden Hurst. Did
1: they take Mark Andrews in the... I'm sure Mark Andrews and Hayden Hurst were in the same year.
2: Yeah. Mark Andrews went in the second round after they'd taken Lamar. Lamar. Okay, fair. So they took Hayden Hurst first. in the. It was the 21st, 22nd ish pick somewhere like around that or maybe it was the late teens it was somewhere in that group yeah. so haydenhurst went off the board then they traded with the new england patriots to get the new england patriots pick or the philadelphia eagles one of those two it was whoever i ones. think it was the eagles might be the eagles but anyway they traded back up into the first round to get lamar jackson because they what the fifth year option
1: who by the way wasn't great when he played the second half of his first season
2: and then you know this is the whole thing it is a bit of a crapshoot we at, you know, I was listening to a point earlier that you look back at all the number one picks in the draft over the last 15 years. They average a combined two Pro Bowls between them, and you have to go all the way back to Eli Manning to find a Super Bowl champion. Wow. So you look at all those number one picks, a bit harsh on people like Mayfield and Murray, given the fact it's their first, second year. But you're looking at Goff. Okay, he made the Super Bowl, but he didn't win it. Jameis, we can spend hours talking about how successful and unsuccessful that has been. Um, you know, you've got a whole host of players and it's not just quarterbacks, it's defensive players, it's offensive players. It's it's all these players that have gone number 1 overall. You're going all the way back to Eli Manning when he was drafted by the Chargers. That's that's how far back we're going to find a Super Bowl champion between them. So the chances of you actually finding the the right guy, Slim.
1: You said Chargers, you mean Giants? Or was he no, no, because no. he was drafted by the Chargers. Drafted
2: then, by the Chargers.
1: Yeah, good one. And
2: then me. the Giants were drafted. Uh, the Giants drafted Phil Rivers, and they did a trade on draft night.
1: Oh, Philip Rivers! Imagine what could have been.
2: <laughs> yeah. So Eli Manning was a Charger for, I think it was about half an hour. No, it was probably a bit longer. It's probably about an hour.
1: Do you think he still has that jersey? That's a good question. <laughs> we need to find that out
2: oh, that's a great question I have to find someone who knows him to do that
1: mm, who do we know I don't know well you could be the the general manager of the giant soon enough
2: well yeah I mean it's it needs to happen I think there might be some other franchises that might want me before then hopefully we'll
1: who do see. we know that could possibly find that out I don't know if somebody does find that out and lets us know bravo
2: yeah that would be great I'd be keen to know that would... but anyway so back to your original question I still think Tua is the best quarterback out there Um, Joe Burrow looks great not enough tape on him he hasn't played enough for me to 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 really give him the full uh, experience I am not high on Justin Herbert at all in fact I'm I'm really out on Justin Herbert I think he is someone who is um, he's 10 years too late I think I've said it on here that I think he's he's not really if he was in Eli Manning's draft cast I'd be all over him
1: he's built for yesteryear
2: yeah and then I really like um, I really like uh, Eason from Washington, he is a quarterback. He's a little like Jameis; he's a bit turnover heavy. tries to do too much with it, but I really like what his range of skills is. And with the right uh, coaching, I think he could do a really, really good job. So he's my sort of like little sleeper. I've got a real eye on where he might go.
1: Imagine if he goes to the Bucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the problem, the problem
2: is with the Buccaneers is. First of all, the whole Buccaneers fan base is so lost right now because you've got half the people. I sit in the I'd keep Jameis Winston for now and put him on a franchise tag because people saying Jameis Winston is the reason that the team are losing. He's partially the reason; he is responsible for some of the losses. But that team is—it's just a bad team, right? The secondary is shoddy; it's awful. Worst in the league. Second worst in the league. The offensive line is arguably one of the worst. Of it. That offensive line performance on Sunday was arguably the worst offensive line performance I've ever seen in the NFL. It was it was absolutely garbage. I've never seen a quarterback hit so many times. It was open season. It was like James Winston was playing without a line. <laughs> he just had a guy. He had one guy <laughs> standing in front of him. The and guy. it was just like, what are you going to do? It's ridiculous. So, there, there were too many <laughs> other pieces you need to fix. And... You know, we, we talk about Caponomics on here, and if you haven't read Caponomics, go and read it. It's a phenomenal book about roster construction, written by a friend of the podcast, Zach Moore, who uh, I love, brilliant guy. Um, if you, you talk about getting a rookie quarterback in place, and you think like Russell Wilson, back to the Legion of Boom when they won the, the Super Bowl. The, the problem you have is that he, that needs to be the final piece, or near enough the final piece. If you bring the quarterback in now behind a really awful offensive line and you're going to use a pick that you're going to use on an offensive lineman, it's no good. How many uh, first-round quarterbacks have we seen put behind offensive lines that are absolutely dreadful and fail? Josh Rosen being the latest example of many. And that is why I would tag Winston. I would use the picks this year. To go and get offensive line, defensive line help. I'd go and sign a veteran safety and I'd go and sign a veteran corner. And I'd start to fill the holes in the roster. Get everybody another year. Coach everybody up. And then in 2021, you then cut ties with Winston. If you think your roster is good enough to get into the playoffs. And you go and take a rookie. Because I'd rather have a rookie behind a solid offensive line who is going to have an opportunity to succeed, then you could take Tua, put him behind the worst offensive line, doesn't matter, he's not going to succeed.
1: I've got a great analogy for this. Go on then. You're going to hate it. You're going to absolutely hate this. I don't know, I like your analogies. So my analogy for this is, if you get an ice cream sundae and you want to put a cherry on the top and you want that cherry to stay there, the cream has to be cold and hard. There is absolutely no point in putting your cherry on top of a soft, warm bit of cream because it's going to fall off.
2: No, I agree with you. That's, what's wrong with that? That's, that's exactly what it is. So, this is what I mean. I, it, and, I feel the same with the Bengals. I think the Bengals, if they get the first overall pick, taking Joe Burrow is a mistake. I wholeheartedly believe, hands down, is Joe Burrow going to take them to the playoffs next season or the season after? Not a hope. Not a hope. You need to take a, a team that have... You know, Baker Mayfield has a chance of success because that team spent two, three years building pieces They built, they got good young players in. They fill pass rush, they fill corner. You know, they drafted these big pieces that they needed and then went and got the quarterback. And, all right, it's not panned out for them. But the process was sound. It's just, it's probably the coaching at the moment seems to be the biggest problem. We'll get to what happened uh, on Thursday night football in a second. But
0: (laughs) I think that process
2: is, is so important. And,. You know all these, and if you're one of these fans that support the Dolphins and you support the the, the Bengals, you, you, of course you're entitled to your opinion, and you're entitled to disagree with me. But I just I would really air caution on wanting that that quote unquote generational quarterback talent because one the likelihood of them turning out what you think they're going to be is rare, and you just have to look at Goff and Trubisky and Winston and Mariota and all these other first round quarterbacks that have just.
1: Paxton Lynch. Parks.
2: <laughs> this is what I mean. Like this is what you're competing with. Isn't the, it? Is
1: that... the Cincinnati Bengals bucket has way too many holds. That if you feel the quarterback hole is going to stop leaking,
2: yeah. will they win some games? Look at look at look at Arizona this year is a perfect example. Arizona took Kyler Murray the first pick, and listen, Kyler Murray has exceeded expectations in my book. The Cardinals have three wins. Yeah, they have three wins and a tie. And they're not going to make the playoffs anytime soon. Because, and look at Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford is probably the best example of all. He's arguably the most successful QB in the last, probably with the exception of Russell Wilson, in the last ten years from a stats and statistical standpoint. Never got a
1: sniff because yeah.
2: he's been on bad teams. Improve the teams. That's the lesson.
1: Yeah, well, that's what the cap's supposed to do. <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, and listen, it's hard, and you know, you get these people that think, oh, you can't pay a bad quarterback £30 million and, or dollars or whatever it is, and you're right, you probably shouldn't, but sometimes you've got to do it for a short period of time, and if you can get away from that after a year, and you've got the cap to do it, you got to do it.
0: Hello
1: anyway. Patrick Mahomes, that's all I'm saying.
2: But he was the last piece, yeah, they've exactly. gone all and, in.
1: And he's on a cheap rookie deal at the moment.
2: Yeah. I mean, say last piece, they, they still need some pieces on, on D, but... They are in win now He And they made him sit a year And went and acquired more pieces to get better um, And that that's the right way of doing it um, And that's going to give you the best chance to, to succeed But don't forget he was the third quarterback
1: Taken in his class mm-hmm. And he played all bar We well, played week 17 just because they, they'd they won there They were wrapped up and could go Alex Smith a week off So Yeah Talking of the Chiefs, Chiefs receiver Tyreek Hill left Monday Night Football's win over the Los Angeles Chargers with a hamstring injury in the first quarter. Did not return. Have no idea how bad this is, Murph.
2: I don't really know either. The, the, uh, I, I'm i really glad that Mexico gets a game. I think other countries deserve to have games. But if you're going to host a game, can we not do it in a sandpit? Because that pitch was Awful.
1: Well didn't they have to move it last year because it was terrible.
2: Yeah, it was so bad. They they put it that was the fifty four fifty one um Rams Chiefs game Chiefs game. So that's why the Chiefs were committed to going back this year. Um it 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 was <laughs> slightly better in fact it was somewhat playable. But at one point um I think it was Mike Badgley when I've seen some highlights, I haven't watched the whole tape of the game. Um went to plant his foot and his foot somewhat sank into the ground. <laughs>
1: Uh if you need a head groundsman just saying I've got a little bit of experience in the field and I'm happy to come out there and give you some pointers.
2: I mean man, tough job, but hey if you earn some money then crack on. Yeah. So if you know the guy who's the head groundsman at in Mexico City right now, give stocks a call. One eight hundred Groundsman help. <laughs>
1: Or or at five-yard rush, either one's fully acceptable. Cam Newton's 2019 season is finished, but his future beyond this year remains unclear. Panthers owner David Tepper has given an excellent reason as to why.
2: Um, Yeah, and definitely uh, he is... Basically what he says in this, i read this, is in The Athletic, Mm -hmm. and uh, he basically says, I'm not going to evaluate him until I actually see what his health is like. Which is quite reasoned yeah that's fair that's fair
1: absolutely fair talking of another quarterback whose health's questionable right now is chicago bears quarterback mitch trubisky suffered a right hip point near the end of the first half against the rams the injury led to him being replaced with chase daniel there was some sort of on off deal with matt Nagy in this and that he wasn't he didn't know that trubisky was injured and sent him out there and may have caused more damage than needed something like that is that right
2: what, so what with Trubitsky? Yeah. It was an interesting one. So apparently he got hit in the first half, near the end of the first half. Um, they kept him out there till the final three, four minutes of the game. Um, and basically, Nagy was going on. He basically talked about, I knew he was hurt, but I didn't know like how badly he was hurt. And he said it was only when he started making bad decisions that he decided to pull the game, Cause he's like, uh, pull him out because he's like, at that point. Um, you're done. You're done. I'm not being funny. He's made bad decisions all year. <laughs> so I'm hard, I'm hard pressed to sit here and work out were they worse than normal? Because uh, d- do I think he played what he was talking about, like how he winced after uh, after plays and everything? And I'm like, so you've deliberately left a hurt. I mean, the conspiracy theorists have gone mental on this. And there's a lot of people saying that, oh, he just benched him to make a statement. N- no. Because if he was going to bench him, he was going to bench him. And he had done it weeks ago. (laughs) And he's not going to come out and say immediately after, oh, no, if he's fit to play on Sunday, he's going to start. Like, no. If it was a better quarterback behind him than Chase Daniel, I might buy that argument. But he's not benching Mitch Trubisky for Chase Daniel. And also, Matt Nagy is under a bit of pressure. I think he keeps his job, but he needs to roll Mitch out. Because he didn't draft Mitch. He wasn't the head coach when they said Mitch Trubisky's the guy. So he gets a pass, he's coach, reigning coach of the year, he rolls Trubisky out there, if Trubisky continues to stink, he goes, the guy is not good enough, draft me a new QB, and he gets to keep his job, Mitch Trubisky is his get out of jail free card, he gets one and that is it, so I, he's not benching him, he just, he, he was hurt, everyone could see he was hurt, um, I, the interesting point in the whole thing was when he said it was the decision-making when that went due to the injuries. I was like, has he been hurt all year? Because his decision-making is terrible. <laughs> but alright, there you go.
1: Rappaport is reporting that the Cleveland Black Browns defensive end Miles Garrett suspension appeal is set for Wednesday, November the 20th.
2: So I was really irate when I read this. Okay. So then I spoke to Jack. because, was like, how does he think having an appeal... Like, he's shown contrition that what he did was inexcusable on the field of play. For those of you that have lived under the rock for the last five days, Miles Garrett took Mason Rudolph's helmet off him and then used it and struck him in the head with it. Now, luckily for Mason Rudolph, Miles Garrett, and everyone involved, he struck him with the open part where you put your head in into the helmet. So he didn't cause any damage. Mason Rudolph is fine. But he could have killed him. It's a heavy helmet.
1: Yeah. Like,
2: that could have killed him. It could
1: have killed him pulling him off the ground by his face mask. I'm less egregious about that. I'm not saying that it, 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 it's... The hitting with the helmet is 100% the worst bit about this.
2: By, by a million miles. Yeah. Um, and that incident was coming. If you'd watched the game... I mean, Mason Rudolph, he stunk the place out. He was, he was dreadful. And he had been hit late twice. Miles Garrett hit him late. It wasn't called. But for me, it was late. He's
1: released the ball. It was definitely late. And
2: then he's hit him. But there's been no flag. Mason Rudolph has just lost it. And he's tried to rip off Miles Garrett's helmet. And he's taken umbrage to the late hit, as well as his frustrations in the game. And and he's not blameless in this incident at all, Mason Rudolph. However, what you cannot do if you are somebody who is 100, 150 pounds heavier than the the bloke that you are quote unquote face to face with and you lose your rag is you cannot rip the helmet off him. And then you cannot hit him with the helmet. <laughs> that's that just a no go.
1: I, I shouldn't laugh, but it's quite. No, funny. I mean,
2: it's horrendous. If he had thrown him to the ground, if he'd, and I'm not condoning this, but if he had just thrown him to the ground, if he just sort of slammed him into the ground, if he thrown him about a bit, I'm not saying that's right. But that's, if someone pushes you, you push him back. I, I don't necessarily have a big issue with that. Probably shouldn't be on telly, you should know better, there's millions of dollars at stake, whatever, blah, 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 take them all high ground. But in that situation, if someone pushes you, you push him back, whatever. If you punch the guy, I disagree, don't think that's the right way to go. However, if you do it with a fist, eh, it's not massively talked about when you take a weapon and you you, you could have killed him and I think you cannot
1: bludgeon someone with a weapon on an NFL field and
2: so when I heard about this he's appealing it, I was livid, because I was like, who in your right mind who in their right mind appeals that you've been punished, like you you've admitted you deserve to be punished their issue, both the Browns and Miles Garrett, is that they believe that his suspension is illegal which under the terms of the collective bargaining agreement, it is you cannot give somebody an indefinite suspension unless they're on the commissioner's exempt list. But you cannot ban somebody and call it indefinite. You have to put a fixed time on it. So if you've got a 20 game ban, that is legal. They might challenge to, to the severity of that. But they are not challenging the ban for the end of the 2017 or 2019 season. You know, if he's banned for this and the playoffs, which they're probably not going to make, whatever. Um, I don't think they have an issue with that. I think they're willing to accept that. They're, they're challenging the indefinite part because it's illegal under the CBA. Fair. Which, yeah, that's yeah. a fair appeal. So yeah. that is being heard on Wednesday.
1: Mm-hmm. Indianapolis Colts running back Marlon Mack underwent surgery on his broken hand. He's going to miss this week and likely more. I have seen that his return is they don't know when it's going to be.
2: The only thing I would say is a hand injury, which, okay, you kind of need it for carrying the ball however you tuck it in as well I wouldn't be surprised if he's back in two or three weeks if they need him to make the
1: playoffs 100% in Sunday's win over the Carolina Panthers Falcons quarterback Matt Ice Ryan passed Warren Moon for 10th place on the all-time passing yards list with a whopping 49,383 total yards in his 12 seasons that is some amount of yardage
2: I mean, I would argue right now that he's heading to the Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah. He he needed that ring, really, to make sure he definitely got there.
2: I I think on stats alone, he probably gets there. Um, He's got an MVP. I think that's a big thing. You you don't get many MVPs. So, to have one... and he's been good this season. Yeah, he, has. You know, he is not the reason they've only won three games.
1: No, that was on the defence. And the defence, by the way, has now suddenly turned up out of nowhere.
2: Raheem Morris has turned up. Unbelievable. Yeah, I wish he'd coached like this like <laughs> five years ago.
1: <laughs> Antonio Callaway has lost his appeal to his 10-game suspension. The Browns cut the second year wide out on Thursday, and he's currently on the waivers. His suspension is for violation of the NFL substance abuse policy.
2: Yeah, he'd been warned before. He'd been banned before. That's why he's got ten games. Um, quite hilarious that. Um, quite hilarious that doing drugs gets you ten games, and nearly killing someone with a helmet gets you six.
1: Yep. <laughs> All three arrests gets you four. I mean, come on. No, I mean,
2: We're... yeah, it, they need to sort this out <laughs> because I mean, Antonio Callaway. We talked about this last week that he was benched, and it was to potentially do with drug issues and and, and that sort of thing. He's clearly someone who who needs help. There is uh,
1: absolutely no parity here whatsoever no just day fire the cannons Murph just days after he was cut by Tampa Bay Vernon Hargreaves the third has been claimed off the waivers by Houston
2: and that's why they lost 41-7 to the Ravens
1: drop him while it's hot New York Jets owner Christopher Johnson has told reporters last week that he has absolutely no plans to fire the hapless Adam Gaze. He didn't say that. He said he's got no plans to fire Adam Gaze, who will be the team's head coach next year in 2020. Good Lord, Christopher, what are you doing?
2: I'd also say he has no plans to.
1: Now, should he have a bad dream and decide in the morning? That's not a plan. That's just him deciding.
2: Right. We're surely right. A plan is, I I don't know. Well, I think of i'm planning to do something is when i start to scope out what i'm going to do so i look at my objective and i look at and i have to plan lots of stuff for work as part of my job and i think about how i achieved that objective so then i look at all the steps in between so in order to plan to fire adam gaze he has to then look for a replacement and clearly he is not planning i'm just saying Language here, I think, is key. I still am not sold that Adam Gaze will be the head coach in twenty twenty. It looks like, oh, you read that statement. I'm thinking, like, no plans to is. It's not. That's not a a ironclad guarantee. There, it's not saying Adam Gaze. He is our coach in twenty twenty. Under no circumstances will I be firing him. It's I have no plans to. Which is basically mean I haven't sounded a replacement out yet because it's not the off season.
1: Or, or how about this? The plan is to start the plan by saying he has no plans to get the home Gase. The plan is now started.
2: I, I'm just saying. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> Coming in, Murph, it's time for Matt Nagy's obvious corner.
2: Every week. Every week he just gives us gold. Please keep Matt Nagy in the league and employed because I just need these every single week. So this one was talking about a bad uh, call on th- uh, third and one with uh, 334 left to play in the third. Um, so basically, the TV coverage, Al Michaels in particular, called out Mitch Trubisky for running the play really badly. Um, it was basically uh, it was basically like a, a, a crossing route, and then it was supposed to be a um, a pitch to Montgomery. And it was so easily telegraphed and so slow and mechanical that Montgomery got the ball and was tackled for a three yard loss. Now uh, Nagy's response to that was. <laughs> You can look at it, you can always look back and second guess the type of play calls. Uh, even in general, without an injury, I still even sometimes to myself wish that in that position, you'd made a different play call. So basically, coach tells press, I made, a, I made a terrible play call, I wish I had that back. Wow, guys, groundbreaking interview news stuff. I mean, come on. Every week he gives us gold. So obvious. Yes, that play call didn't work. Oh, I wish I could have done something different instead of losing three yards on the third and one.
1: Ask Russell Wilson about that in the, in the Super Bowl against the New England Patriots. <laughs> yeah, I made a bad decision. I mean, you know, that's not all on him, but it's the same sort of thing. Come on, Nagy, sort yourself out, keep these things coming so obvious corner stays in our lives. Rush Nation, if you thought you were getting starts hits today, if you thought you were getting injury report, if you thought you were getting Murph on the corner, you are terribly mistaken, because that is all coming to you on Thursday. Come follow us on Twitter at 5 Yard Rush. Give us a little five-star review on the iTunes and this Apple podcast now. So iTunes is so old school. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, all of the above. Let us know what you think, what you like, what you want us to do. Man, the takeover's tomorrow. We've got start, sits, injury report, Murph on the street Thursday, and then we've got an absolute barnstorm with a guest on Friday. This has been an absolute blast, Murph. I will see you on Thursday. This Until then, Rush Nation. Well, I say until then. Until tomorrow. Keep rushing.
0: We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy.
1: Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County.
0: Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.